Yes, that line falls on the right, babe. Yeah, now that Mackey's back in town. Oh, yeah, first football Friday. Look out, old Mackey's back. Chris McMichael. Chris McMonagle here with you on this Friday morning. We made it. Nothing feels better than a Friday morning. Crisp, crisp weather outside. I think we turned the clocks back this weekend. The wife's already asking me to get Christmas decorations out from the basement. But it's football Friday. Week number nine in the NFL got started last night with a good game. Pittsburgh. With a victory over Tennessee. And Will Levis, who played well and probably will be the quarterback moving forward. He'll be the talk of the town. I don't think he's played that well, but he's played well enough to turn some heads on someone who thought was to be an NFL project. Came in and kind of played well right away. And the Pittsburgh Pirates find... Uh, Pittsburgh Pirates. Steelers find themselves 5-3 and three in probably the best division in football. Cincinnati Bengals are in last place. Whenever you have the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow, who are favored to beat the Buffalo Bills this week, as the last place team in your division, that's a pretty damn good division with the Ravens on top. And we'll get to that. We'll go around the league. We'll do our picks. We'll take your phone calls at 877-337-6666. I got you till 5 o'clock, of course. So let's have some fun on this football Friday. And we're going to start with the Giants here because they play a game. And I want to I want to talk about the, the uh, recep- uh, perception versus reality a little bit with what's going on right now. Because right now... Amazingly enough, I know this giant season's been terrible. I understand where they are right now at two and six, and the season's over, and I'm leading the uh, the the charge and trading Saquon Barkley. The season's dead. I'm as pissed at the coach as anybody. Coaching scared at times. All the different things that's gone on with the Giants, and yet still, they're the New York Giants, and I get everything that's gone wrong this year. But now perception into this game is somehow, some way, believe it or not, that the Raiders are somehow in a better position than the New York Giants because their franchise is a joke. Their franchise is an absolute joke. And because they fired a coach that the entire team hated, hey, they're on the upswing because Antonio Pierce is going to take over as a linebacking coach and make his NFL debut as the head coach this week, and suddenly, hey, hey, you know, the Raiders really aren't that bad. I know McDaniels is an absolute moron. I totally agree. But I'm sorry, when you fire your coach, your GM, your offensive coordinator in the middle of the night, in the middle of a week, coming off embarrassing losses to a franchise for a franchise that has been to two playoff games in the last 20-plus years, Excuse me if I'm not tickled pink because I see a video of guys playing basketball in the locker room or because I see or hear about the offensive linemen doing wrestling matches like they're at the McMonagall living room, jumping off the top rope from the arm of the couch. Excuse me if I'm not thrilled at the idea that Max Crosby, an excellent defensive uh, pass rusher, is telling me, watch out, we, we got a movie coming. Excuse me if I don't care about all the stats about 
firing coaches and what it could mean for turnarounds and this and that. This is a lousy Raider team. And I don't care how bad the perception is of the New York Giants. And to be fair, it's pretty bad at 2-6. and six. And the reality of it is pretty bad at 2-6. and six. And, of course, more piling on of the New York Giants and their head coach happened earlier yesterday when it was uh, made news that Graham Gano was having knee surgery after all. You know, that pesky left knee. Apparently, it was an issue. They worked out a bunch of different names you all know, and Robbie Gould and, and Mason Crosby and all kickers for the 49ers and the Packers, names we've all heard before. And, of course, Randy Bullock as well, who played for the aforementioned uh, Tennessee Titans, and they have to sign him because Gano is having knee surgery, will be placed on the IR, and suddenly everyone goes back to last week, and now it's just piling on the coach on how terribly it was run, what a horrible mistake, how could they have allowed this, they lost the game because of the way they've handled injuries. And, that, and that's another thing, too, the way they've just handled injuries overall. Andrew Thomas gets hurt in the first quarter of the game on a, on a field goal block. He plays the rest of that game. That probably doesn't seem too smart. Then he tries to come back for the Seattle game, and he re-injures his hamstring. He's been gone ever since. Saquon Barkley tweaks an ankle. Oh, it's not that bad. It's just a regular old sprained ankle. We could have even have him back this week for the San Francisco game. Then you find out, no, 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 it's a high ankle sprain. He's going to miss the allotted time, you figure, for a high ankle sprain. Then there's Daniel Jones, who has a neck injury. And, oh, well, listen, it's not as bad as it was two years ago. We'll see. Oh, I can do everything. I can lift. I can dance. I can sing. I can do it all. I just can't get cleared for contact, which is kind of important in the NFL. And it just seems like, what the hell is going on with the Giants? And then you lead it into this one, which is obviously one that's really going to peak interest with the with the. Uh, the field goal kicker in Gano, who was an absolute stud last year, who was an absolute lock last year, and probably their most dynamic offensive weapon in a good year where they made the playoffs and won a playoff game. Gano is about as good as you could have pop- possibly asked for. He got more money, got another contract extension. You know, he was he was as good as you could possibly hope for. And in that game against the Jets last week, now the question of going for it on fourth down versus taking the field goal that he obviously misses at the end of the game to uh, solidify a victory against the Jets, it's all thrown into question. And I'll tell you right now, I don't care about the perception. I'm as down on this coach as anybody. I've been as frustrated with this team as anybody. And I I, I want so many things to change, and I'm so frustrated they didn't uh, trade away the running back in Saquon Barkley. And I'm just pissed off overall that we're right back into this slop. But I refuse to still say that they are now worse off playing the the Vegas Raiders as their franchise collapses. And I think it's unfair to get on the coach for the field goal kicker in a couple of different aspects of this thing. This is a guy they probably saw all week long at practice in Gano. All week long. He's kicking field goals. He's working out. They know his knee is bothering him a bit. But he's probably still performing in practice. I don't think they would put him on the field if he couldn't make a field goal kick. Then he comes into the game. He makes his first field goal. He makes an extra point. He has three kickoffs in the game. Two out of the three are touchbacks. It's not like he's unable to kick the football. He's a trusted player. And he's telling you he's fine. And he's still doing things on the field. Yes, he missed one field goal kick. 
But he made a field goal kick, he made an extra point, and he booted two touchbacks. It's not like he's got no strength in his leg. It's not like he's incapable of kicking the field goal. And in the moment, they trusted him. And now with the season two and six, and the idea that you saw Gano after the game, he practically was in tears knowing he cost his team the game. And now he's like, you know what? At two and six, everything is so important. Maybe I'm a little worse off than I thought I was. But he's telling the coaching staff the whole week he's probably good. He's kicking during practice. They're watching what he's capable of doing. And then in the game, yes, he missed the field goal, which because he's Graham Gano and because of what he was last year, it's it's jarring. And you, oh, my God, he missed the field goal. He's automatic from inside 50. Okay, he missed the field goal. He also made two, uh, a field goal, made an extra point, which, by the way, is two yards only two yards shorter than the kick he was asked to make at the end of the game. It's practically an extra point, and he's booting touchbacks. I- I'm not going to sit here and tell you the coach is an idiot and that the, the Giants had no idea what they were doing with the field goal the field goal kicker just because he missed one, he missed two kicks for a guy who all week long was telling him he was okay. And now at 2-6 and six, when they're trading away Leonard Williams and for the most part everyone knows the season's over, go have the surgery. But it's perception. And I understand it because they're two and six. Because this is year two of the head coach. And that seems to be a big time problem for this franchise over the last three coaches. And because they can't score and they have negative nine passing yards against the Jets and get beat. And because they can't get anybody back healthy. And because of all this, but yet I will tell you this. They are going to beat the lousy Vegas Raiders. The lousy Vegas Raiders and this lousy defense that gave up 400 yards against the Lions on Monday night. This lousy Vegas Raiders team that is starting a rookie quarterback for a second career start. He's played a couple of games in the NFL this season. They're going back to their rookie quarterback, a head coach who was a linebacking coach just a few days ago. And Antonio Pierce is now stepping in. And I don't buy this nonsense that somehow, because they're a little bit more loosey-goosey, that they're suddenly going to transform into a better team. A better team than that we've seen all year long. That has only, only the Broncos have given up more rushing yards than the Vegas Raiders. And the Broncos gave up 70 points to the Dolphins. I'm sorry. But I was live on this show when news broke of McDaniel's firing, and I ran right to my phone to place a money line bet on the Giants, and I'm not backing off. Daniel Jones is back. They don't have, you know, uh, Tommy DeVito at the starting quarterback position. They didn't trade away Saquon Barkley. I got. We're all hoping that Andrew Thomas comes back. The offensive line is trending in a good direction anyway, and this defense has been trending in a good direction. You think? The, the the Giants should be scared of a rookie quarterback and this lousy Raiders offense because they fired their head coach and they fired their offensive coordinator and the quarterback coach is now calling plays. You think it's easy? You think that makes it that much better for the Raiders because now all of a sudden they got a new play caller who's stepping up? Like, it's not easy to just... I understand McDaniel sucks as a coach. I'll be the first one to tell you. But suddenly because he gets fired midseason... This Raiders team is, oh, we're in trouble now. I'm watching all the different uh, things on social media and everybody losing their mind. Oh, my God. Look how free and loose they are. You see the buzz. You know, Jeff, Jeff Saturday took over the Colts last year. He only won one game, but it was the first one. 
And I expect a big-time boost in this team. I don't expect anything. What I do expect is what I talked about the other day. I expect Daniel Jones, oh, and that's the other, that he's being rushed back because they have no other option of quarterback because Tyrod Taylor's hurt. So suddenly they're going to put their, you know, their quarterback, their $40 million man's life in jeopardy and injury in jeopardy and neck in jeopardy because they need to win a game of 2-6 and six against the lousy Raiders. I don't buy it. To me, if he's playing, it's because he's healthy. And him... Uh, an emerging offensive line starting to get it together, Saquon Barkley, and this defense that without question is trending in the right direction over the last few weeks is a better football team than the lousy Vegas Raiders and a rookie quarterback. I don't know if the win means anything. In fact, it doesn't. I'm still, the season's dead. I can't see them making the playoffs. And I'm frustrated with the coach, and I'm frustrated with the injuries, and I'm frustrated with a lot of things. But I don't like what I'm hearing. I don't like the idea that suddenly the Raiders are in a better position just because they fired a coach and, you know, that's going to really boost them. Or that the Giants are morons because they trusted a kicker who was phenomenal for them last year and told them all week long he was good to go and was still performing on the field to an an extent where you could expect him to make an extra point. I'm sorry. I know I'm hung up on that. I am. It's an extra point. No one, it wasn't like get a first down or kick a 57-yard field goal. It's an extra point. He had made two, he made a field goal and an extra point earlier in the game and two touchbacks. He's, it's not like he was unable to kick the football. But it looks bad. I'll be the first one to admit it looks bad because that was the decision that ended up costing them the game, and now he's having surgery. But I'm focused in reality, not perception. And the reality is they're a lousy football team, but they're not as lousy as this Oakland, as this Vegas Raiders team. And I refuse to believe this nonsense that they're going to get some enormous boost and suddenly be a dangerous team. Like suddenly, suddenly, Devonta, suddenly uh, Adams is going to be making catches all over the place. One, he's a great wide receiver. It's always possible. But, I mean, he was running free last week. They couldn't hit him. But now McDaniels isn't there, so suddenly everything's going to work out. I don't buy it. I don't buy it at all. Giants are going to win this football game, and they're going to tease us. I'm telling you right now. That's, and that's the other thing about this. The Giants aren't that bad. They're getting their quarterback back. The defense is trending in the right direction with Wink Martindale. I know they traded Leonard Williams. I still trust that defense. You're seeing, obviously, and we all know it around here, Thibodeau is, is starting to really emerge and had an unbelievable game last week where he took over the game against the Jets. He's going he's gonna to have the most sacks than any team coached by Wink Martindale by a mile. The young cornerbacks are really stepping up. Flott is stepping into that slot cornerback position and playing really great. Bobby Okereke and, and Micah McFadden have really stepped up, stepped up their game in the linebacking core. They have been much, much better. I know that I've argued all day and all week, the Jets are lousy, that offense is lousy, the quarterback is lousy. I don't care. Buffalo isn't necessarily that lousy. Washington figures out a way to score points against Philadelphia. The last three weeks, this defense has been trending in the right direction. And I don't suddenly expect the Raiders offense to wake up because they fired their lousy head coach. I don't buy it. And they made a decision not to trade Saquon Barkley. They made a decision to see what this offense looks like with Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones and hopefully their guys coming back from injury on the offensive line. And they want to build something and build momentum heading into next year, even if this season is dead. And I do believe that momentum starts on Sunday. And it will get to six, five, six wins, and we'll feel better about the team. But ultimately, we will look back, 
and we will kick ourselves for the Buffalo loss when they're at the one-yard line, and all they need is one freaking play to be made, and we'll kick ourselves for the lousy Jet game and all the decisions that led to a victory being snatched away from them, and we'll have to sit all offseason thinking if only those two games didn't happen, we'd be playing in the playoffs because that's what's going to happen. They are not going to fade. I have faith in this coach. As disappointed as I am with him, as upset as I am with him, and as much as this first half of the season has absolutely sucked and killed the juice for the rest of the half of the, the rest of the season, I don't think they're fading into oblivion. And I'm certainly not buying that the Raiders are going to step up and have this great game because their coach got fired. 877-337-6666. So we got a lot to do. You tell me. Are you scared now? I mean, it's like all of a sudden the Raiders are going to be this great team. Yo, this 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 quarterback's pretty good. You see him at Purdue? He's pretty, he's not bad. Plus, now they they everything's great. I mean, they're they're wrestling and they're playing basketball and they're having fun again. And Antonio Pierce had a really good press conference and he was talking about being tough and and you know playing. And he's you know he's from Compton and everything's going to be great. He's he's born a Raider. I mean, they're really in trouble now. The Raiders are talented. Mason, you know, uh, Max Crosby's a good pass rusher. Yeah, okay, they stink. They stink. And so do the Giants, but just not as bad. And not on Sunday, 877-337-6666. The Jets, obviously, will play a decent team and a very good quarterback on Monday night. We'll have plenty of time to get to that. We'll have the extra day of Monday to get to that as well. The Mets. Steve Cohen has an opportunity to show that he's Steve Cohen yet again. We'll get to that. Rangers win six in a row. Can't be stopped. Panarin with another point in this game, 10 straight games to open the season with a point. There were a couple injuries in the game. We can get to the Rangers if you want. We got plenty of time. We'll go around the league. As always, it's Football Friday. We'll give you our picks, which again, very successful. Very successful picks. That's what we do. The whole gang is here, so we'll have the pick segment late in the 3 a.m. hour. We'll have some fun. We'll go around the league. We'll talk about the Giants and Jets. We'll mix in the baseball as well. 877-337-6666. McMonagle here with you on the fan. We'll come right back with your phone calls.